A to Z of college recruiting. This is the show where you'll learn about the latest tips and tricks on how to maximize your scholarship opportunities tenfold. You'll learn the hows, whys, and what's of college recruitment and scholarships. Let's get into it. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to the NSR Podcast. We've got another episode for you guys today, uh, number 23, in fact. Uh, In case you were wondering, we are not running out of topics. I have a list of about another 60 different episodes, 60 different topics to be covered this year, so I hope you guys are are ready to be educated. Uh, So don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube account uh, and to the podcast on iTunes as well as as any other sort of general podcast app um, to stay up to date throughout the year because I guarantee you won't want to miss any of the episodes. Uh, Quick shout out to all our regular listeners. We had some great feedback over the past sort of two weeks uh, on the podcast. Hopefully everyone uh, enjoys the, the new music, the new intro. Uh, as well as our new podcast logo. So uh, that's something we sort of uh, put together over the the Christmas break. Um, Basically, what we're going to be talking about this week is America uh, and different areas of the country, different colleges and different locations, you know, and also where the best location, uh, I guess, for athletes to be competing is. Uh, So we'll talk about, you know, cold climates, warm climates, you know, close to Canada, east coast, west coast, near a beach, not near a beach, where are majority of, of colleges located? Where's the best college for, for a particular athlete to go to? Um, so a, a really cool episode. So as always, I uh, have Matt Wade in to speak about this particular topic. Matt received a B- minus uh, in his college geography class, so who better, who better to talk to about uh, American geography than this guy? Matthew Wade, the king of geography, welcome, welcome to your podcast, dude. Well, thanks for the intro, Jacob. Much appreciated. <laughs> good to good to welcome you to my podcast. Yeah, no. Now, America <laughs> is a pretty big place, isn't it? You've got Texas, which is huge. You've got California over there on the the uh, west coast, where everyone wants to to head to. Uh, obviously, a popular destination. Then you've got Minnesota, that's a freezing cold place near Canada. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all all very true statements. Um, <laughs> look, the those are some of the you know that's kind of north and and, and west and and south. I was just uh, I was just testing you because I said in the intro that you got to be in college geography. So uh, that's you're the, a lie. You're the, you're the perfect person to speak to. That is a lie. I've got <laughs> uh, I had a great college GPA. Um, geography was always one of one of my stronger subjects. Um, but look, the the U.S. in, in, in itself is a massive place, yeah. um, and and for for a lot of uh, the people here in, in Australia, whether you're an NSR athlete or not, um, you know, not everybody knows too much about the different regions. So we'll we'll touch on that. Yeah. So first thing we'll talk about is the size of the country, the different states, and also the the climate. So first of all, maybe just mention the I guess the number of states, how the states are broken <clears throat> up into various regions, uh, and then touch on the climates in those regions. All right, so the first thing that everybody should know all right, is that there are 47 continental states, um, which are basically the ones that are, that are landlocked. Uh, some people think 48, but I'll explain that in a minute. Uh, but then you've also got um, non-continental states of Alaska and Hawaii. So uh, 49, 40, 49 states in total, and then you have Texas. Yeah. All right, uh, if you... If you if you don't know me, I'm a, I'm a proud Texan. Um, you know, you, the, the United States is a great place, and, and then Texas is, is is its own place. You know, the probably the greatest country in the world to be 
to be quite fair. No, but um, the, the real answer is you've got you've got 48 continental states, and yes, that does include Texas, um, and then you've got uh, the states of Alaska uh, and, and Hawaii that are a, a little bit separated. Have we ever sent anyone to Alaska? We haven't. Not we yet. haven't, but I'm, I'm waiting for, for that person that's really game. Um, look, what I have done, though, uh, this past year we sent one of our soccer players uh, to Newfoundland, or I think they call it Newfoundland, um, which is basically as far northeast as you can go. It's, it's a part of Canada. Uh, it's an island. Uh, the student wanted to study uh, you know, marine engineering and you know, naval architecture. Wow. Um, so I don't even know if you knew that. Nope. <laughs> well, it's a fact. Yeah. But um, but look, the, the states are broken up into, I guess, a number of different regions. Just for the sake of, um, I guess, ease, you've, you've got states uh, in, in the west. That's your California, Oregon, um, Washington, uh, Arizona, uh, Utah, Nevada, uh, Wyoming, uh Colorado, I think, is, is relatively considered the West. Yep. Um, then you, you've got the South, which, you know, you've got New Mexico and Texas and Oklahoma. You've got Louisiana, Arkansas, Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, Alabama. Georgia, uh, Florida. Uh, the South is a, is a big region, and there's, there's parts of the South that, that they don't seem that far South, but what's considered the South is south of the Mason-Dixon line. Yeah. Um, for all you people that, that I won't explain what the Mason-Dixon line is, but it's a uh, it's something that was that divided North and South uh, in, in the Civil War. So you can you can do a little bit of research on that if you'd hey, like. Hey, go ahead. Um, you, you've also you know you've got the Midwest, uh, which is really like the central, the North Central United States. God's country. <laughs> that's it. That's where where we all we we lived and, and went to school, and uh, that's where I, I recruited you and, and Harrison to yeah. to come and play in, in the the great old state of Iowa. Uh, but the Midwest, um, again, it's it's really the middle. It's 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 Kansas, Missouri, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Nebraska. Um, yeah, Nebraska, Minnesota. North and South Dakota, Minnesota, Wisconsin, yeah. um, Michigan, Ohio, um, and then as you move sort of northeast, um, you've got all those little tiny states. You know, New York, um, and then you've got like five states that you can you know you can throw a rock and, and it'll it'll cross all of them um new hampshire vermont um you know new jersey rhode massachusetts island. rhode island the small one maine um so those, those are sort of your different regions and then and then you kind of got the the mid-atlantic region um which is you know maryland the southern part of pennsylvania um you know sort of i guess virginia and west virginia are there but they're technically considered quote unquote in the south yeah um but yeah, like Look, I'll uh, I'll put up a, a bit of a map on the show notes as well, just breaking up the regions, just so you have a bit more of an idea. But climate, touch on on the climate in those particular areas. All right, so look, if you were to draw a line horizontally across the United States, right in the middle, you know, from from northern from the top of Northern California straight across all the way to you know to to Maryland, everything above that line gets cold. Um, you know, really like there's only probably two parts of the United States that in the wintertime don't get that cold. Uh, and and that's Southern California and Florida. Um, you know, even in the South, the the Texas, you know, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, um, there, there are parts of those States that, you know, in in the wintertime, it's going to get below freezing, you know, and, and, 
and, and that's you know a lot. I think a surprise to a lot of people. Um, it'll it'll it, it will get cold, but it won't be sustained cold. Whereas the further north that you go, you know, through the Midwest, like I said, all those those states, you know, even Oklahoma, uh, Kansas, Missouri, Iowa, um, and then really everything to the east, um, Kentucky, it's getting, Tennessee. It's getting pretty cold. It's going to get pretty cold. Um, I think this year, you know, for for a sustained period of time, it was it stayed below zero with a wind chill uh, that was you know close to minus twenty That's in, in places. Stuff. Look, but. As crazy as it sounds and as cold as it sounds, you get used to it. You know, like just like anything, um, you, you get you get used to it. But because of those two areas, like Florida and, and Southern California, you know, that they're, they're the places that don't get too cold. Like that's where you see the most retirees, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the most old people. Um, but those are also two of the areas that are, um, you know, probably most desired by by a lot of people. Um, but but it's you know, again, every single part of the U.S., all the different regions. Uh, like I said, it's a country of 350 million people. Like, there's so much culture, and there's like each region is a little bit different, um, which is it's great, you know. And 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 that's like I, I've lived and experienced nearly every single region of the U.S. Um, you know, I've, I've seen parts of Canada, and then and then you know, obviously moved here to Australia. And and look, I, I'll say this all the time, you know, Texas, it's it's. It's so similar to Australia in the sense that, like, we're we're loud and yeah. we're proud of of, of, <laughs> of where we come from, but we've got a lot of the same culture. We we, we think of things really good. I, I think Australia is like a whole country of Texas, which is why I think I love it so much. <laughs> um, but but yeah, like it's you, you got some really really cool spots all across the U.S. and um, there's really you know there's not too many places like yeah. it was really better than than other places it's yeah. just, they're just you, you find different things yeah so really there's there's tons of different places obviously with different types of weather i remember in in iowa in the midwest we had ridiculously hot muggy crazy summers um and freezing freezing cold winters so you really experience all the seasons uh it definitely didn't stop me from from walking to class in my thongs though yeah as you do <laughs> We're going to talk a little bit about, I guess, what areas of the country are best for for athletes or, or you athletes out there. So using myself as an example, I grew up on the beach my whole life in hot weather uh, in Newcastle and in, in Townsville and absolutely love the beach. It's my favorite place. Uh, but I see this as an opportunity to do something different. Um, you know, I didn't want to go to the coast where it's hot year round. I wanted to, uh, I guess, experience experience something different to what I grew up with. So I ended up going to... Uh, the complete opposite, uh, the middle of the country where it's freezing cold for, for half the year, nowhere near a beach, um, and, and ended up absolutely loving my time. So not only this, but I went there because it's where the coach made me feel most comfortable, this guy. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I have to say I was a pretty good recruiter. <laughs> exactly. So look, my question for you, Matt, is where is the best part of the country for an athlete to go to? Look, that's a, really, it's a, that's a pretty broad question, right? Yeah. Um, and, and and we'll we'll touch on it, and I think it'll make sense. Um, but what we find is is that you know whether it's an NSR athlete or someone that's out there uh, trying to navigate the, the U.S. system uh, by themselves, um, a lot of people will want to limit themselves to, to particular areas of the U.S. Like they'll they'll want to have preferences for for something like you know California or Florida or in the south where it's warm. Uh, I don't want to see where it's cold. Like you know that's fine you can have preferences 
Um, but I guess our advice is you want to go to the area of the country um, that that want you the most. You know, like you, you need to be willing to look at any offer from, from any area of the country. Don't limit yourself. No, don't. You never don't. know what you may be missing out on. If you're limiting, it, it's limiting yourself to a particular area of the country, like California, well, what about the rest of the country? Well, that, well, that's it. Like you've, you've got 4,500 different colleges spread yeah. across the United States. Like by, I guess, by shrinking the 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 search area, you know, by by limiting, you know, to to only having preferences in particular areas, like like you're missing the vast majority of the country. But what that also does is it, it limits your chances of actually being successful. Yeah. You know, like if you've just got a completely open mind about where you could where you could go and, and where an offer could come from, mm-hmm. uh, then, you know, like you're you're opening up the, the, the opportunities and, and you're also opening up your chances of success, yeah. you know, and, and actually attaining an opportunity and an offer. And and, and that's, the I think, the most important thing that the best part of the country for you uh, to be competing and studying is where a coach and a school wants you the most. Yeah. Um, and, and that could be anywhere. Like I said, you, you don't want to go somewhere that'll just take you. You know, oh, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll yeah, if you want, we'll, we'll take you. Yeah. Um, don't stress about location or climate or where it is in the country because I guarantee it'll all fall into place. Like, I flew into Iowa in a cornfield. That's the last place I expected to be. And I, yeah, <laughs> I like, remember flying in thinking, where where am I? I'm literally flying into a cornfield right now and uh, just and then, a bit of time. <laughs> and, and then... Here we come to pick you up exactly. in the middle of the cornfield, exactly. and we take you to campus, and yeah. then you see the campus, and you see, you, you know, the the facilities, and you you meet your teammates, and you meet yeah. your coaches, and 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 there's that warm welcoming feeling, and and that's gonna be, that's gonna be everywhere. Like, yeah. you know, if if the coach or, or the program is just sitting there, like, oh yeah, you know, we'll take you. Yeah, find your own way to campus, and and we'll see you when you get here. Yeah. Like, how how welcome do you feel? You know, like. If, if that's the case, and even if it's in, you know, Southern California or Florida, one of those those prime destinations, yeah. but but you're not actually you're not being welcomed, and, you, and, you, and you're not getting the chance to, to to play as much as you like, and you don't feel that you were really welcomed into that environment, then yeah. like I don't care where it is, it's not you're not going to enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. And just because you may want to go to that particular school or a particular division or particular area of the country, that doesn't mean that that's where that's the best place for you. That doesn't mean that's the, you know, if you're not wanted by the coach, you know, then, then there's not going to be, you're going to have a good time. Well, that's it. And and the one thing that I think people need to understand about the U.S. system is, you know, where you start may not be where you finish. Yeah. You know, I, I, I can I can think of a, a couple kids just in this last year. Um, started out at a school in, in, in Nebraska, you know, Midland University in Nebraska. Yeah. Um, the kid was from Perth. He wanted to be uh, in, in San Diego. You know, like everyone else, um, but but look, he he went and and he took the opportunity where it was given. Uh, he made the most of that opportunity, and after one year, he was able to pick up, showcase his abilities, and 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 say that you know, look, this is what I've accomplished here in Nebraska. I'd like to try and move to to a school, you know, in 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 San Diego, and and he was successful. He moved on to to Point Loma Nazarene, which is probably one of the most beautiful schools in the country. Yeah. Um, you know, but we'll, we'll touch on we'll touch on a little bit more in terms of what that means. But yeah. uh, again, I guess the the best location where you are going to enjoy your time the most. It's not about weather. It's not about your perception uh, of of what life is going to be like. Uh, it, it's it's the area of the country where a coach is is 
seeking you. You know, they, they, they want you to be there. Um, they, they feel that there is a, a, a genuine need and, and, and they, there's a desire to bring you in because you're going to add something to their program. And, and when you follow those leads, you know, and, and, and you, you build that sort of relationship, no matter where in the country the school is, you get there, you're welcome, you jump straight into it, you make your friends, everything becomes routine, everything falls into place, you're playing your sport, you're studying what you want to study, and like I said, whether it's Iowa or Wyoming or South Dakota or New Jersey or wherever, yeah. you're enjoying yourself. Yeah. But but you you know, the, the opposite of that is is going you know, trying to go somewhere. We talked about this in another podcast, but you know, if if you want to go somewhere more than that place wants wants you to be there, then then it, it's never going to work. Yeah. Because if if let's say that you pick a a school based on a region and yeah, I'm going to go in, I'm going to do all these great things, but it wasn't like a a really good, I guess, comforting process. You you get there and and when things turn pear shaped and and you don't play as much as you want and you know it's it's not the right thing. I don't. You could be in any area of the country and you would hate it. Yeah. Whether it, you know Southern California, the South, the warm, the beach, you know everything. If if, it, yeah. if things aren't going well at the college and and, and especially with your sport and what you're doing, mm-hmm. then you're not going to enjoy it. Exactly. So look, basically to sum it up, the best place in America for you to be competing and and playing is really could and should be anywhere. Anywhere. Exactly. Anywhere. Like the the other thing to think about is that is that you are. You are this kid from the other side of the world that, that hasn't done anything in the U.S. yet. You know, you, like you, you don't genuinely know anything about anything yeah. until you get there. So it's, it's, it's really, you know, like I said, be open-minded. That is the, the, the best advice that I can give. Be open-minded and be happy and, and, and honored and privileged to accept any invitation or, or any opportunity that is presented yeah. to you. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's, that's it. So I have another great question for you, Matt, as all my questions are. Shoot. Uh, what, sorry, not what, I've already, I just screwed up my question, but where are most schools in the US located? In big sort of massive cities, on the outskirts of big cities or in more rural areas? Well, look, you genuinely... The answer to that question is that you have a mix of absolutely everything. Yeah. Um, you know, what, what you'll find, you know, firstly to, to answer this question, you know, the different sports that that people tend to play, like there, there's, I guess, different areas of, of the states where there's a higher concentration of uh, schools that offer those sports. Um, I guess primarily what I'm talking about is, is field hockey. Like field hockey, the majority of schools uh, are located in the northeast or, or down the east coast. Uh, with a few schools spread, you know, throughout the the central and uh, and central areas of the country, and and just a just a couple schools in in, in the western uh, United States, um, you know, that that's I guess so. If if you're a field hockey athlete, then the the probably your best chance of of going and playing field hockey is going to be somewhere in in the eastern United States. And that's not to say we haven't placed girls literally in in, in California and and. You know uh, the central U.S. as well, but but the vast majority of the schools that offer the sport are up in the Northeast. Yeah. Um, baseball is another one. Really, baseball is is spread all across the United States, and and baseball is big all across the United States. Um, what you find is though the, the different kind of baseball being played, or there's different preferences in, in coaching, uh, and and what type of athletes that coaches recruit. Like like through the South, like Texas and that, like. 
you get really, you know, coaches want big power guys, you know, that can hit the ball hard. They're big. They're built. Um, whereas similar in, to myself, yeah, big and built. S- sim- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, Jacob, <laughs> similar to yourself. Thank you. Ripped. Exactly. Ripped. He's a machine, everyone. <laughs> um, but but yeah, like you, you'll find in, in through the South, it's it's more power baseball, big hitters, and, and things like that. But in other areas of the states, um, they'll they'll focus on different size guys. You know, like it, it's 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 quirky in that sense, I guess that. Um, different sports are that way soccer spread all across the country um you got some unbelievable soccer in 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 the middle of the united states you know the iowa and and you know literally right through that central u.s uh part there's really really strong soccer up there there's really strong soccer in like there's really strong soccer everywhere you know that's one of the sports that no matter where you go you're going to get a good level uh of of competition um same as basketball yeah uh, basketball is you know there's College basketball in the states is just—it's uh, it's an animal of its own. Yeah. Um, super, super competitive at every single level, everywhere you go. Um, well, golf—you know, people. A lot of people think that golf. It, it, there's not competitive golf in areas that that see a lot of snow. Well, that's false. Um, I because have one of the best golf, if not the best golf program in the country at the junior college level. So yeah, well, like multiple schools in the state of Iowa have have highly ranked. Golf programs, programs yeah. um, but but yeah, through the Dakotas, through the Northeast, like you can't tell me that there's not you know there's not great golfers up up in the Northeast where where six months of the year there's snow on the ground. Like what you will find in areas like that are are better indoor facilities. You know, you, you still you get indoor driving ranges, you get indoor uh, training facilities that, that that will replicate everything. They're not gonna no college is gonna let geography prevent them from being competitive yeah so so again you know it's not i I guess it's not a sense that you're not going to get highly competitive sport really everywhere Mm -hmm. um but look so to answer answer your question um about our our schools in really massive cities or rural areas uh look they're they're you're gonna get both that 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 is the answer but the majority uh, of schools because all colleges, they, they have all of their facilities, you know, their their academic buildings, their housing, their training facilities. Everything is in is in one concentrated area, like like let's say you know, five hundred acres, you know, of, of nothing but the college buildings and college things. Like, yeah. you're not going to get five hundred acres in the middle of a CBD. Yeah. <laughs> like like if if you do, then the cost of doing so is is going to be massive, and then. Therefore, the, the the amount of money that they have to charge to, to make that money back is high. also going to be very very high. Yeah. So you, so when you really think about it, you'll you'll find the majority of colleges are are located outside of major CBDs um, because they can they can purchase land, they can build everything in one place, uh, and and that's something that that, that colleges want to do. You know, it's not like you go to school here, but then you have to commute everywhere. That's that's basically how it is here. Hmm. Um, but in the states, everything is is you know. Uh, all sort of centralized around around the campus, campus and, yeah. and and in saying that, the campus is its own city. Yeah, you know, especially it, with the bigger schools, like yeah, look, it doesn't look, need to be in a big city. Well, like, that's it. Like the University of Texas, for instance, like the University of Texas literally takes up half of the city of Austin, half of Texas almost. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but honestly, like you, you've got, you know, there's about sixty to sixty five thousand students a lot at the University of Texas, yeah. and and. Like that—that that is, they've got their own police department. They've got their own 
you know, <laughs> their own stores on campus. You know, yeah. like it, it is genuinely its own city, and 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 you'll find that with a lot of the bigger schools, like they they are their own little communities. Um, yeah. But but even even schools, the, the smaller schools, smaller numbers. Let's say that they've got a thousand students to anywhere from a thousand to three thousand students at the school. Like the school is still its own community. You know, you've got all these different kind of people studying different things. You've got athletes. Um, you know, you've, you've got communities that are built around colleges. Um, you know, the, the high school kids in the community look up to the college students, and it's this natural flow and this natural sort of progression. So, yeah. like again, you're gonna, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna see, you know, at, at every single school, whether it's in a big town or it's in a small town, or if it's, you know, if it's if it's. I guess the the one example that I would say that, that to avoid in, in terms of colleges, unless this is something that you genuinely want, is like an all girls school. Yeah. Like like if you if you if you got offered an all girls school and then that all girls school was literally out in the middle of nowhere with nothing around, that would be a, 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 something that you would sit there and be like, well, unless I know that I want an all girls school, like yeah. that's going to be a tough thing to do. Yeah. But if you got an all girls school, like I'll, I'll use Converse College as an example. All right, Converse College, an all-girls school in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Now, Spartanburg has 11 different universities in the one town. Yeah. So even though there's an all-girls school in that town, like the, the social aspect of, of all of that is mixed in with all the students from all the different schools. So you don't actually, you don't get too much of, I guess, an all-girls feel, yeah. feel when it comes to like the social side. But, but look... You'll find that more like smaller schools will be um, on on the outskirts of, of major CBDs, or they may be rural. Yeah. Um, but they travel. You know, when it comes to games and it comes to competitions, they're, they're going to travel to CBDs. They're going to travel to other schools in rural areas. They're going to they're going to do the rounds. They're going to travel quite a bit, um, and you're going to get to see a lot of the U.S. no matter what. Yeah. Um, and that and that's something that you know really like <laughs> people want to experience America. Like the real America is small town America, South Dakota. I tell you what, brother, <laughs> down there, in, uh, I grew up in a in a city in Texas that had about six thousand people. Uh, every, That's America. I tell you, everybody knew everybody, but I tell you what, we had a good time. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, but no, look, it, it's like th- those small towns. Like you know, I, Jacob mentioned it right from the beginning. Like this whole. Adventure, you know, like I said, whether you're an NSR athlete or not, like this whole thing is about going and experiencing something. Don't do the same thing. Yeah, don't like, what, yeah. like, oh, I'm, I live in Brisbane, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna search for a city that is exactly like Brisbane. Well, no, go, go and live in a city that's opposite to Brisbane. You know, go, go and live somewhere that's, that's gonna give you a different experience. Like, if you're, if you're a city kid, don't be afraid to go and, and, and be at a school that's in a rural area because I promise you, like. The school has its own heartbeat. The school has its own community. The, the, the social aspect, you know, going over to the United States, it, you know, get, I guess get it out of your mind that it's going to be like going to uni in Australia where, you know, you live at home or, or, and, then, and then you commute to school and there's not, you know, yeah, there's a student community, but nobody sort of, you know, mingles or anything. You sort of go your own way. You play sport outside of that. No, like the U.S. is going to a college in the States, like everything is, is centralized around that campus. Yeah. The community that's outside of the campus is still so focused on that campus. Like you're going into a team of people that all have 
you know, like similar interest to you in the sport that you play. And, and they're all there uh, to train and, and, and be the best that they can be, study and, and, and get an education. Uh, and they're all there to have a great experience too. But like your, your social side of things, like you can be in the heart of a CBD and, and never see the city. Yeah. Because, because you're going to be training six out of seven days a week, nine out of 12 months a year. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not until your, your fall break around Thanksgiving, your, your Christmas break, uh, spring break, um, summer break, where you don't have any responsibilities with school or training. And that's when you can go and, and experience and see, different, and see different parts of the U.S. Yeah, but, like, <clears throat> but, but your schedule is going to be so wrapped around the campus and your, your training and, and you know, like your, your social life is, is going to be with your teammates and, and other athletes. Like it's, it's its own community there. So don't be afraid to go anywhere, rural, city, whatever. Because because it doesn't matter whether you're rural or city, everything will operate in the exact same way, and and you're still going to get the chance to go and do things and experience things. So yeah, look, I know that was a long answer, Richo. <laughs> a very long answer, but a good answer. I hope it was a good, a good answer, answer for answer. everybody. Like again, big city, rural doesn't matter. All right? It doesn't matter. It's it's who wants you, where you're going to feel the most comfortable, the most you know welcome. Uh, and, and look, like I said, a, a lot of that, like the, the real America, there are those small colleges, small college America. Rural, Fort Dodge, Iowa. That's it, brother. Last question for you, Matthew, then we'll wrap it up. Um, what schools are we, or NSR, what schools are we affiliated with in the United States and which part of the country? Well, look, we're not affiliated with with any schools. Yeah. Like, it's actually it's it's illegal for for us as a as a company to to be bound to particular schools and only recruit for for those specific schools. Like, we we are a standalone independent company um, that that can literally place an athlete into any school in the United States. You know, it could be any school. Uh, we, we we have access to every single school. Um, but what we've got to do is make sure that each individual athlete. You know, they, they fit. Like, you can't just say, oh, I want to go to Harvard, but you don't have, like, a, a perfect, you know, yeah, a so perfect grades. Yeah. And, and, and if, if you do have perfect grades and you want to go to Harvard, well, unless you're also a national-level athlete, because that, that's a school that... And have a few coins in your pocket. Yeah, that's a school that not only are they, are they going to require phenomenal academics, as well as to be one of the most elite athletes, amateur athletes in your country, um, they're also going to charge an arm and a leg. So you, yeah. you got to be... Very, very smart. You've got to be very, very good at sport. And you've also got to have a lot of money. Yeah. You know, like, and, and really that's, that's the case with, with really any school. Like, every school is a little bit different in terms of their admission requirements, um, in terms of their, their, the level of play, the, the types of teams that, that they offer. What we can do is look at any school in the country uh, and, and figure out where an athlete best fits. Um, and, and like I said, where they're going to have the experience that we've been talking about. Yeah, exactly. So... Uh, look, we do have obviously good relationships with coaches and good schools, but that doesn't necessarily mean we're affiliated with them. Yeah, exactly. Well, look, we've been doing this for what, like eleven years. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I've been here for going on seven. Um, so you, you formulate those relationships with coaches and programs that that you know after a while, like you don't have to contact them anymore. When it comes time when they're ready to recruit, they come to us and they they, they ask us for athletes. So. Yeah. You know, and, and those are those are schools that that look after our athletes and, and, and the kids have a great time. And, you know, we're, we're comfortable in sending kids over and over year after year to, to the same sort of schools. But at the yeah. same time, like we're growing that network 
every single year, yeah. you know, depending on the, the sort of athletes that we've got. And that's something that, that always changes. You know, one year we may have a lot more elite athletes and, and therefore the offers and, and the opportunities may come from schools that are offering more elite sports programs. Yeah. But then the next year it may be the complete opposite. So we, we've just got to look at each athlete individually. Yeah. Figure out where they fit. Look at their preferences. Yeah. You know, again, your preferences do matter. Um, but at the same time, like even though you have preferences, we still will look at where you're going to get the best opportunity anywhere. Exactly. Because as we said before, you never know what you may be missing out on by limiting yourself. But we do have, like, we have parents and kids ask us all the time, well, why, why do you have a lot of kids in, in Iowa? Um, well, it's because the kids that we have in Iowa were really enjoying their time. And when you're enjoying your time, you're more vocal about it. And when you're more vocal about it, more people know about it and, and want to go there. Yeah. So that's why there's a lot of kids in Iowa. Well, uh, well that's know? it. Like, but then too, think about, you know, from, from my standpoint, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a, where did I, where was I coaching? In Iowa. I was, yeah, I was, I was a head coach of a school in Iowa and, and, um, you know, like it, the, a big network of my friends and, and, and as well as, you know, Jacob and, and, and Harrison's, friends that, that are now coaching and doing things are, are all scattered throughout that, that Midwest sort of area. Yeah. Um, but I think too, you know, a lot of, uh, not, not just for those reasons that we've got friends there and, and, and we're, we're comfortable sending athletes there, but the answer to this question also lies in the, in the cost of living. Yeah. You know, like you're going to find more kids, uh, more athletes of, of ours and, and, you know, in, in areas of the United States that, that the cost of living is, is very manageable. Um, you know, it, it's very few kids that we have in, in areas of the States that the cost of living is very high, you know, Southern California, um, like you, you look at the, this, just the state of California in general, the majority, especially along the coast, um, they've got a similar cost of living to Australia, but it's also in us dollars, which is 25% more than, than the Australian dollar at the, yeah. at the moment. Yeah. Um, plus when you look at international tuition rates compared to in-state tuition rates, you're going to get a double, you know, in this, just in the state of California. Yeah, yeah. you're going to get a big increase in the cost to international students. So when you combat, you know, increased tuition rates with with a similar cost of living to Australia, um, and then you have to deal with the exchange rate and everything else, you're, you're going to get a much higher cost that, that a family has to pay out of pocket to to actually be able to afford that. And, and that's that's a... The smaller portion of, of families that, yeah. that can afford to spend whatever they want. Like they often say, you know what, if you want to go to California, it's because you can afford to go to California. You can, yeah. you can pay anything that you want. And that's the same with kids from the U S like you, you pay to be in a location like Southern California. Exactly. Um, but very few students are, are, are going to get lucrative scholarship deals where it doesn't cost them anything to, to be in, in one of the prime sort of areas of the U S you know? So the world, Almost. Yeah, the, well, yeah. Put that not just the U.S., but exactly the world. Um, so I think a lot of you know, uh, one of the other reasons probably why we have a, a handful of kids in Iowa is because the, the cost of living is way less than what it costs to live in Australia. Um, and, and where the cost of living is less, you know, the cost of education is less. Everything's a little bit less mm-hmm. uh, when you when you can you know mix that with scholarship awards and and everything else. You, you're finding that a lot of schools in those central areas or, or some you know scattered through the south and and also parts of the the northeast and, and the west the colorados and oregon's and utah. you know yeah utah and, and like there's there's 
there's a much more manageable cost of living, a much more manageable cost of education. Uh, and and with, with what we found with, with our students, um, they fit very, very well into those sort of scholarship matrices. Um, they, they get good awards. And, and you know, even if, even if awards are, are, are limited, um, still the, the cost associated with attending schools in those areas is more in a range that, that families are happy to spend. Yeah. You know, so um, th- there's a couple reasons for it, but you see a lot of kids in Iowa because the kids love what they're doing. You exactly, know? and it's not just Australians. Like, it's kids from literally every corner of the earth. Like, I remember on my two college teams that I played on, it wasn't, you know, there was maybe two other Australians and the rest are kids from every other part of the the yeah, world, like, like we had English kids, Irish kids, Scottish kids, obviously, Euro- other European countries. Yeah, at Iowa Central. Africa, like. at, yeah, at Iowa Central alone, I think we had 12 different countries represented on our, our 40-man roster. On the one team, yeah. Yeah, like like we had, I, I can recall, I, I had French kids. Um, I had a kid from Cameroon. Um, I had about four Australian boys. I had kids from Scotland. I had kids from uh, England. I, I had kids from the Netherlands. Brazil. I had kids from Brazil. I had kids from Mexico. I had kids... Uh, from Canada, yeah. you know, like you, you look, no matter where you go in the U.S., that's what you're going to get. Yeah. You know, especially in sports like soccer, where it's like a it's a it's a global sort of game. Yeah. Um, there's there's going to be kids from absolutely everywhere. Um, but but that's the thing, you know, we're we're certainly always looking out for for our athletes uh, when it comes to where they're they're going to enjoy their experience the most, where they're going to be taken care of the most. Uh, and 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 look, we encourage. Every one of those NSR athletes, be open-minded, as open-minded as you can be and understand that you having a good experience is important for us because just like all those kids that you see in the Facebook groups and everything else that are, that are you know, vocal about how they're enjoying their experience no matter where they are, yeah. that's, that's what we want for absolutely everyone. Now, for all of you that, that aren't NSR athletes, you know, you, the same advice goes to you. If, if you're searching for colleges and you're looking in different areas of the U.S., do exactly that. Search Look, everywhere. Search everywhere. Yeah. You know, do not limit yourself to particular areas um, because, like I said, the, the, the more that you shrink your search criteria and, and the more that you hone in on just specific parts of the U.S. that interest you, the, the less your chances are of actually attaining a scholarship, an opportunity, and, and, and the lower the chances are of you having the most in, enjoyable experience if, if you're not willing to, to look at absolutely everything. Yeah. Well, uh, that's a great answer as well, Matt. Well done. But uh, we'll wrap up the this week's podcast right there. Um, but Matt, thanks again for joining yourself on your podcast. Uh, Jacob, thanks for joining me on my podcast. <laughs> I know you do my introduction and you do it really, really well. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, but for everybody, look, thank you guys so much for all the positive feedback. Um, it's It's been brilliant to, to just hear... Uh, a lot of the positive stuff coming back and, and how many people are actually listening and, yeah. and, and taking, you know, the, these podcasts as, as, you know, as serious as they do. Um, I, I hope it does also give you a chance to, you know, to, I guess, hear a little bit more from, from us and, and feel like, you know, a little bit more about us and, and our sense of humor and, and just sort of how we operate. Like we're, we, we have a great time and, and really enjoy doing these and, you know, Jacob, thanks for joining me today. No worries. And in the coming <laughs> weeks as well, we're going to be uh, not only doing the podcast, but uh, we're looking at doing uh, sort of interviews with, with athletes as well. So uh, that's going to be like a, a TV show type thing, like Oprah, maybe. Oh, we're doing the on Oprah. the couch with Matt and Jacob. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So that's coming in the, in the coming weeks. But thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back next week with another awesome episode. Thanks, guys.